This is chapter 13 of the normal Christian journey of faith, about having a balanced world view. It is quite possible to have the best of intentions in our thinking as to how we should be and what we should do and get it wrong. We need to balance our thinking. There are three areas often considered in this. Creation, fall and redemption. I would add a fourth to these, although this is not so much a matter of balance as of movement, and that is progress. My name for it, it's more often called sanctification, but that is a difficult word. If we overemphasize or underemphasize any one of these, we can easily get in trouble. First, creation. It is because we know about and understand creation that we know how to live in our world. We understand people. I pointed out in the first of these studies how our Christian view of people is that we are made in the image of God but fallen into sin, of which more in a moment. If we overestimate creation, we think everyone is wonderfully good. And unfortunately, they are not. Politicians, for their own benefit, often try to make out that everyone is good and all the world will be wonderful if it only follows their lead. We all know where that takes us. If we underestimate creation, we think everyone is terribly bad. And they're not. Some preachers are so full of the consequences of sin, they forget how wonderful the average person can be. We need balance. And second, fall. The exact opposite of the consequences of error over creation are the results of the errors over the fall. We must not overemphasize the fallenness of men and women. To do that is to try to bolster our own self-image. The implication of what some Christians say is, You are fallen, I am not. So look how important I am. The platform or the pulpit can be a dangerous place. But if we underestimate the effect of the fall on men and women, we make a grave mistake. This is where the creators of the great movements of, worlds, of human society have gone wrong. Communism in particular thought that everything would be wonderful once the situation had been initially tidied up. It didn't work out like that, and it never will work out like that. They didn't take human nature into account. And third, Redemption. The more obvious problems that can arise associated with redemption occur when it is not sought. All too often people set out to sort themselves out and put their lives back on track when they should be looking for the work of the master of redemption, the Lord Jesus. Redemption is not simply being saved from the consequences of all the sinful things we have done. The original of redemption in the Bible was the saving of the nation of Israel out of Egypt, but there is no record that they had been particularly sinful before that. 
It was circumstances that had brought them to their sad condition of slavery in the brick kilns of that foreign country. Similarly, we may well need redemption out of circumstances that we have found ourselves in without being particularly responsible for them ourselves. Again and again, when Jesus had healed somebody, he said, Go and sin no more. Don't keep looking back. Look forward and be positive and different. This proper redemption will only come to us from the Lord God through His Son, the Lord Jesus, not through our own endeavours. The way in which we may have too much redemption is not so obvious. I think we can relate it to what Paul says in Romans 6 verse 1. Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? Can we say we are redeemed so we can go on doing what we like? The Lord will forgive me. That's his job. Paul goes on saying, of course not. And so should we. We need to keep a careful balance between looking to the world, to the Lord for his forgiveness and doing our own part in it. Paul said, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you the will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. That is a thought that links in closely with the next area where we need balance. And this is the fourth, progress. It is fundamentally important that we do not stand still in the Christian life. In the last of his Narnia stories, C.S. Lewis has all the characters in the stories approaching heaven and the cry that goes around is further up and further in as they race up the steep way to their destination. That is a great watchword for all of us. We cannot, we must not stand still in our Christian lives, further up and further in. To do so, to stand still, is condemned by Paul. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you are not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. The writer to the Hebrews said, In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk being still an infant is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. Peter said, With minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. In fact, most of the New Testament letters are devoted to exhorting the young Christians and the young churches to progress in their faith, both in their thinking and in their actions. So should we aim to do. If you are a baby, you will enjoy being in your mother's arms 
and that is a right and proper place for you to be. If you are not a baby, that is not the right place to be, and you will look rather stupid if you try to be there. So what? Aim for balance in your developing Christian life. Balanced thinking, balanced action. The first two, creation and fall, are about balanced thinking. They are mainly about our thought life, our world view. The last two, redemption and progress, are mainly to do with our actions, how we turn our thinking into the way we live. But they are as much part of a good world view, a biblical world view, as the others. It is all too possible to go blindly along as a Christian, attending church, taking the sacraments, trying to be good, doing some approved right things, without really thinking out what it is all about, and letting the Holy Spirit take over our thinking and actions. Only if we let him do so can we become truly Christ-like. Only that way can our worldview become truly as it should be.